RSL lose once again to Houston. You're listening to Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake soccer podcast. And welcome to Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake soccer podcast. I am your host, Dax, and I am here with your other host, Josh. How are you tonight, Josh? I'm doing okay. I'm tired, but here we are. Here we are, on the grind. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're sacrificing to bring you this most riveting... Podcast. It feels like a grind right now. I mean, having to do this. Sometimes getting deja some, vu. Sometimes it do. Oh, because <laughs> you're talking about the results. Yeah, because we played Houston again. I mean, sometimes. I mean, apparently with the Open Cup, it do be like that because that's happened to RSL. This is like the fourth time. That we played two teams back-to-back? Essentially, yeah. I mean, yeah. Galaxy wasn't really back-to-back, but, like, it was within seven It was within days. a week. Yeah, within a week, yeah. they played them twice. We played um, Portland back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Then we played Colorado back-to-back. And then we played Houston back-to-back. So, yeah, that's four. Yeah, you know, I love... Um, that the Open Cup's regional, that's cool and all. But actually, mm, I like regionality. I like the regional matchups. But having both MLS and Open Cup do that, not cool. Yeah. <clears throat> like, either open up MLS regular season more or make Open Cup not be so regional because... Having back-to-back games is just weird. I don't like it. Well, see, and, I mean, we were having a conversation before we started recording about, you know, splitting up the MLS into two different leagues and having promotion and relegation and, you know, what that would look like. But I kind of think that once we get to 16 teams in each conference, we should just split the conferences into, like, a a southwest, northwest, southeast, northeast, and just have you know you compete for a playoff spot within your conference, but then like you're free to you know make like it doesn't you're not really connected more like how either the NBA or the uh, NFL does it. Hmm. How you you know they've got like smaller conferences and like you need to qualify for the playoffs within. Well, no, the NBA does it just, like, west and east, right? East and west? Yeah. Well, not like the NBA, then. The NFL has it split up into, like, NFC East. See? Yeah. Well, the I mean, the NFL isn't necessarily, like, geographic, right? Uh, I don't actually know. Anyways. I'm not a huge NFL guy. I think they should do it more like that. So, like, you'd essentially have eight teams and, like, the top four or whatever go on to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But then, um, you know, you're free to play against whoever. That would limit the number. Because more than half of the games that you're playing, like, essentially two-thirds of the games that you're playing are against Western Conference opponents. Yeah. Which, I mean, is great, but... Then you end up, yeah. Yeah, I, and League's Cup did it too. Mm-hmm. Like, we played Seattle in League's Cup, and we'd already played Seattle twice this season. Yeah, they did it regionally. And now we're going to have yeah. to play LAFC three times. I um, think it would have been more fun to play, like, Cincinnati or Philadelphia or Columbus in League's Cup or something. You're probably right, but then that presents a, an issue for you know, venues and whatnot. 
Yeah. Well, I, I mean, not... that's why the open cup should do it because the open cup is so spread out. Yeah. The open the open cup could do it. I was gonna say like, well, you know, the USL teams they they you know they might not be able to travel, but they travel all the time, right? Like. Yeah, I think so. They travel for their USL games, hmm. so. I don't know. But yeah, with the Open Cup we do get funny matchups like this. Yep. Anyways, um not a whole lot of news this time around. It's only been like a few days that's since a, we yeah, recorded that's last. Thing. Yeah, so you know. Um Brian Ojeda and Saverino have been called up for the September World Cup qualifiers. Good for them. I imagine that we will have other roster players get called up in the next few days, probably, but not all of the nations have released their rosters yet. So, like, Julio has a good chance of being called up for Ecuador. Um, Rubio Rubin for Guatemala, that sort of thing. Probably um, Oviedo, too, as well. But, uh, yeah, so congrats to them. And me and Dax looked before we started recording, and technically, RSL does not play during this international window, but we play, like, immediately after it ends. So, the window, the last matches are played, like, I think, September 12th. And uh, we play again on the 16th. So, four days, pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. And... The, the international players will probably miss that game. Or sub in or something. Yeah. Like, they may yeah. not throw a full 90. So, but what do you do? And it might not even matter if RSL is going to be garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Take all the starters out. Yeah. We don't need them. Um, I guess this isn't really RSL news anymore, but David Ochoa is the goalkeeper coach for, what was it, Ventura County? Ventura County in USL 2. Which is crazy because he's 22 years old and he's messed up his career so much that now he is going to be a goalkeeper coach. So like just to put this the, into perspective hmm. for those of you who may not remember David Ochoa, like he was, he was like Gavin Beavers, but he was bigger. Yeah. He, he was, he was better than Gavin Beavers because he was the starting keeper at like 18 for RSL. So, you know, there was talk of him going to Europe. He played for the US, uh, USMNT and also the, the, you know, the Mexican national team. Like, yeah. See, like, uh, I don't know that I would necessarily say that he is for sure better than Beavers. Yeah. But there was a lot more hype around Ochoa. Like, he was very much in the national team picture for both the U.S. and Mexico, and it was a big, like, who's going to get him? Because he was really highly touted mm -hmm. for some reason. Um, And did he get official caps for the first team, for both first teams? Yeah, he played in the Olympic qualifying for the USMNT. Um, unfortunately, they didn't qualify. Um, yeah, well, it was it was not like the USMNT. It was like the under twenty US. No, right? Well, to the Olympics is is U twenty three. Okay, that's that's, that's, that's just what it that, was. yeah, that's just what it is. Um, yeah, but he did play on that team. Yeah. Anyways, he was a pretty big deal, and then there was one season where he won the starting spot and started for us, and he had some pretty crazy games mm -hmm. during that stretch. 
Um, and it was like, this guy's the future, you know, and we were pretty stoked. This guy's gonna be the next Nick Ramondo. Mm -hmm. And then everything just started going downhill. <laughs> I I don't know if they still do this, but like he is the one who started the tradition of kicking a ball into the stands after the game. I I don't think they still do this. I think they just plant the flag. No. They I don't think they ever did that. That was something they, that he he did that at an away game, I think. No, yeah, they did it a couple of times at, at home where they'd take they? like if they won, they'd take the ball and then they'd kick it into the supporters section. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. That was like a I'm pretty sure you got a yellow card for that. We Yeah. It was it was it was against uh either Minnesota it? or Sporting KC. Pretty sure it was Minnesota. Yeah. And he had like a crazy game. Did he save a PK? Is that what happened? Well, no, he kicked it into the stands after the game. Yeah, cuz the Minnesota fans had been giving him crap all game. And so as soon as he won, he turned around and was like going back and forth with him and then he booted the ball into the stands <laughs> he was a character so i mean that was a tradition for a little while i don't i mean we probably stopped doing that when he left because they did not end on good terms yeah um but yeah yeah what a shame but and he did like he was starting over McMath. McMath was on the team at that point. McMath was the number two to, to yeah. Ochoa. Well, part of the issue was, is, was it the 2021 season? At the start, McMath started the first few games. Yeah. And Ochoa couldn't handle it. And so he, like, stopped coming to practice. And he was posting things on his social media about like parties in california like the night the team had a game and stuff like that and people were like what the heck is going on well i didn't know that but that sounds interesting yeah yeah it was there was a lot of speculation it was spicy for a minute anyways <clears throat> i mean no one no one wanted him so now he's 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 been relegated to a, a goalkeeper coach yeah Maybe he'll get back on a team. Eh. <laughs> eh. I mean, <laughs> if you're gonna it's start possible. a coach, it's it's you're right, it's possible. But like, I feel like if you're gonna start coaching, like you're saying, like yes, I'm I I have stopped trying to be a player. I don't know. Yeah. Because that's, like, that's like a, sorry, that's like a last resort in my eyes. Well, yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen that happen. I've never seen a situation like this, so I don't know if it's like the end of the road type of thing for him, but. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, all right. Well, that's all the news. So I guess we can talk about RSL losing again to Houston by a worse scoreline and uh we looked just as bad mm -hmm. same game different players same formation and to be honest with you i saw the formation i saw the lineup and i thought yeah we're not winning this one well and it was interesting <laughs> because like i i had predicted that we were going to come out you know very similar to the way that we did against them in the open cup. And I predicted that they were, Houston was going to come out with a rotated lineup. And we both, we both kind of came out with a rotated lineup. Like, yeah, it, this is, this was not RSL's best 11. Um, it wasn't Houston's best 11 either, but they, you know, showed that they were the better team, no matter who they put on the field. I mean, we still started um, Saverino and Chicho, Chicho, but like, yeah, they, I mean they 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 still started Herrera if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, I know they started Corey Baird. 
Oh yeah. Don't don't remind me of that. Yeah. Um But I mean, yeah, like you said, same result. Like it was it was, you know, copy and paste the same game. Um the only difference in the open cup game was that RSL was able to score one somehow in this game it they they didn't even look like they they didn't they generated 0.44 expected goals so yeah dang and i think that all happened like the last 20 minutes when <clears throat> houston wasn't even really trying to possess anymore they were just happy to let us yeah pass the ball around at the back <laughs> So, uh, there was another weather delay for this one as well, which I'm getting really sick about of all these weather delays. I don't know about you, but I, yeah, dude, I don't know if it's the time that they're playing. Cause I honestly don't remember these weather delays happening as frequently as they do. And, you know, maybe it's like global warming or something. I don't know. Climate We've change. never... Not in my memory have we ever had three in a season from light. It's it's also and they were all in Utah. Yeah, it's been and like it's not just in Salt Lake. Like there have been other games like Ohio. Like the teams in Ohio, I know have had some all the time weather More than delays. Not, yeah, it's it's just been kind of crazy. Uh, Literally, the LA teams have canceled what, you know, four or five games this season because of yeah because of flooding and hurricanes and whatnot. So, um, what's the hurricane that's gonna hit Florida? I think we might see some games canceled because of that. Idalia or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So. The yeah, Florida's had a, quite a few as well. Like Zeus is mad at <clears throat> MLS or something like that soccer bad <laughs> um but yeah that was kind of annoying and i i remember because like they it, it it happened around the 60th minute like the ref was like oh i saw lightning and he's like everybody go inside so i remember telling olivia this i was like dang i have to wait a half hour to watch rsl lose this <laughs> game <laughs> Like, it was yeah. so depressing. Because at this point, you know, they're, Houston's up 2-0. Like, yeah, RSL had more of the possession, but, like, I they weren't going to come back. And But there was still that little hope in me that I was like, yeah, they'll score a goal and come back. But yeah. for the most part, I knew that wasn't going to happen. I'm going to be honest. I did not watch... After the weather delay. Oh. <laughs> I didn't watch. I, I kept the game on and I glanced over every once in a while and I was like, oh, Houston scored again. Mm. And then what a shame. <laughs> it wasn't just that. It was Coco Karaskia. <sighs> hate that guy. But I, yeah. I'm, I'm, th I'm thoroughly rooting for him to just get two-footed in one of these games. <laughs> He's such a weasel. Brexit, you know. Uh, yeah. But let's see. What else do I have to say about this? Um, Lambert. Kevin Lambert got his debut. I didn't even know that until the day after, and I saw it on social media. Hey, I, watching when I know he you didn't in. watch the game. I thought he looked really good. Like where did we play him? Center, center back? back. Yeah, we played him center back, and he looked like our best center back. <laughs> All right, bro, I'm here for it. Like Justin Glad and Lambert. Like Honestly, I'm serious. He looked he looked good. <laughs> and there was I think there was one point where he hit like a cross field like diagonal long ball, and I was like, "Sheesh, dude!" <laughs> A la um, Pablo Ruiz style. I mean, it wasn't quite Pablo Ruiz, but. Like, well, I'm used to um, Vera attempting a lot of those and failing miserably like 50% of the time. Yeah. And Silva never attempting those. He only goes for like really safe short passes. Mm -hmm. So no, it was be it was better cool. than that. Uh, like he I think he hit his target. Um, 
Hmm. So, if like if you don't have anything, to, I have a couple of things that I want to say, but I'll let you say everything that you, that you go over points that you want to. Yeah, I first. mean, I don't know. Mistakes all over. Our back line's a mess. Um, the first goal was Corey Baird's the first goal. Yeah. Where we just don't get pressure on the ball on that right side. I think it was Hidalgo. Couldn't stick with his man. And uh, Oviedo. There's <clears throat> both Glad and Silva are there. And they only have Corey Baird to deal with. So we have plenty of defenders. And so Oviedo doesn't like sprint back because Silva and Glad should have it covered. And Corey Baird like fakes the run inside. And then goes behind Silva, and Silva totally buys it and just just doesn't react quick enough. Um, and then the second goal, I thought, was mostly Beaver's fault. Yeah. Like, that was, to be honest, great pass um, and a great run. Really well-timed. Like, I don't know that I can really expect us to hold the line and be able to follow the guy making the run. So, like, we either have to pull him off sides or put pressure on the person making the pass so they can't make the pass. But Beavers comes out when he's never going to get it, and then yeah. he's in no man's land. Like, he should have stayed back. Yeah, and, I mean, he's young. Decision-making <clears throat> will get better over time, and that's why we play him in these games. Yeah. So he can learn. But, yeah, just like a um, little dink header to the far post yeah i mean we made we made them look really good <laughs> but that's it that's a yeah. great summary of the game <laughs> <laughs> i think so we started chicho and crylock right yeah no or was that the open cut? that was the open cut. this one was chicho musovsky oh yeah Dude, I will say Musovsky looked like our best player. I I said that I texted you and I'm like Musovsky yeah. is our best player. Literally, when you texted me that, I was thinking that to myself, because like, and he also looked like the. Did you also say he looked like the only one that cared? No, I didn't say that, but yeah, you're right. It, like literally, everyone else was kind of just like, "Here we go again," and Musovsky was like pissed off. Mm. He was not happy. <laughs> You, me- you mess with the moose, you get the horns. The <laughs> antlers. Yeah. The midfield still isn't working. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, tactically, I don't know what more I can say analysis-wise. So, take it away. I'll I'll let you go now. Yeah, I'm looking at Hugh Houston. Who, who Houston plays next? They play Columbus next. I want them to... Ooh, that might be a really good game, Yeah, actually. Columbus has been pretty... They're both in form. Yeah. I want Dude, Houston... honestly? Sorry. What? I'm just thinking Houston's last three games, they beat someone 5 to 0. Is it Colorado? Portland. It was Portland. Portland Portland 5 to 0. Like <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's funny because RSL plays Portland next and it's going to be like who who can who whoever is worse will lose. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but Houston's last three games: five-zero win, three-one win in the semifinal, and uh-huh. then a three-zero win. They are cruising. Mm-hmm. Good for them. <laughs> and see, I kind of want to. I want them to get like totally thumped in their next game, just because you know. Yeah. I don't like them anymore. I still think they're pretty mid. I, I do too, and and this is kind of what I was gonna say. I'm like, there there are two ways we can read these results. One, Houston is really good. Two, RSL is really bad. <laughs> or yeah. three, you know, some mixture of the two. Um, and you know, there's form has a lot to do with that. Um, mm-hmm. RSL's what the most likely result. Sorry, the most likely reason is Houston is in form, RSL is not in form. And you reverse those two and you reverse the results. Yeah. Um but you crazy know Crazy how that works. <laughs> crazy. 
like I don't think that Houston is, you know, like LAFC, where just like their quality of players, they have they have better quality players than RSL. Like they've they've had Hector Herrera for what, you know, two three seasons now. I think two. Like it's not like they have all of these. Okay, sorry. Hector Herrera's like their Pablo Ruiz. Yeah, where he's like deep lying and he's a playmaker and he's a really good passer. But if the players around him can't capitalize, then his impact is muted. But with a with a solid team, when they're yeah. in form, he no, looks yeah. like he's like the engine that makes them tick. You yeah, know? they're they're just they're just playing in form right now. Also, I'm, I'm going to say that I absolutely hate Bassey. I think his mustache and goatee are stupid. <laughs> That's what you go after? <laughs> yes. I Like, I see him, and I'm like, I want to rip that mustache off of his face. <laughs> like, it just looks so stupid. Anyways, um, uh, the things that I wanted to talk about were... Uh, we, su- we subbed Diego Luna in at some point around the 60th minute and honestly like i think he needs to be on the field at this point just every know, game every, every game he needs to start and you know we we can talk about how we make that happen but like he he's just so good like even he, he can create things by himself um so you know Play him in a four-four-two as a wing. Play him in a four-two-three-one as a ten. Like he's just gonna create things. Um, so yeah, he needs he needs to be on the field. Um, the third goal was essentially all Ojeda's fault. Like o- Ojeda came in as really? a sub. Yes, it was it was one hundred percent his fault. He lost the fi- the ball, uh, you know, around like right around the you know where the defensive third and, and midfield third meet for rsl mm-hmm. and then they were just able to pass around and and score so it was 100 percent his fault hmm. um and then um yeah kevin lambert looked really good and honestly i'd probably start him over vera at this point and silva I I don't know about Silva, but definitely over Vera. Silva did not have a good game. Well, I haven't seen enough of I I literally saw like the the 15 minutes he was in at the end of that game. So I'm not willing to say he's I mean, if we're going to Glad had a bad game as well. Yeah. So we we could start he Kevin Lambert is at the top of the depth chart now. <laughs> Number 1. <laughs> Number 1, Kevin Lambert. Um but yeah. So that made me think of two other things. So yeah. one, I think that we need Saverino, Luna, and Gomez on the field at the same time. I really, really do. And I love Musovski, but he's not great with combination play. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not quick with his feet and he's not great in tight spaces. That's just a fact. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, it's just so frustrating because in this one, when Luna was in, it was like, he was, he was literally like, come on guys, speed it up. He was very visibly like he trying to get the, the team. strings offensively. Yeah, he was like trying to do everything and no one was helping him. Like he didn't have enough support on the field. And he was like, we're playing too slow, speed it up. He's trying to carry the ball forward and create everything. And like, we need him on the field with other creative players so that they can combine with mm-hmm. each other, you know? And uh, Ruiz wasn't super creative, but he made up for it with his long passing. None of our other midfielders have any of that creative spark. No. And. Like... Here, let's... So the middle of the pitch on attack is just like a dead zone. <laughs> let's let's take a second to analyze our three center midfielders right right now and kind of analyze what they're good at. So 
I think that Ojeda is really good at breaking through lines in the midfield. So mm-hmm. he has the ability to receive the ball and make like a quick pass or like a turn and break through kind of like a defensive line. I don't know if yeah. you I agree. Okay. That was that's one of his biggest improvements this season. Yeah. So he he's good at you know, breaking through that first line and then kind of creating, you know, offensive momentum that way. Um, Palacio, do you, do you want to take this one? Right now, his biggest asset is his physical, like, I, I don't know, that he's big and fast and strong. Yeah. But outside of that, no real strength. <laughs> All at, weaknesses, at present. my dude. <laughs> um, uh, Decision-making, passing, defensively, he's a liability. Positionally, he is kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, he's not ready. He's probably at the bottom of the depth chart for me. Yeah. Like, maybe, like honestly, below Caldwell and below Mo- Moses Nyman. Oh dang! Wow, you Moses put, Nyman has looked better be than him. He should be playing for the Monarchs. Um, okay. He's got great potential. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I I can see it, but currently, he is not good enough to be seeing the field. All right. <laughs> um, and then I think Lafelson's biggest asset is like he's all around, just like he's a good player. But I think his biggest asset is like his work rate. Yeah. Like he's just he's just all over the place and works really hard. That's the only place where he excels. Yeah. Is putting in more effort than everyone. But outside of that, very average together. But but I guess like Ruiz was sort of like the playmaker, like you said. Yeah. Like he would pull the strings, you know, long balls. Which long balls work very well in a four four two, if you can believe that. Um Yeah. <laughs> but not when you don't have someone who can do them well. So Yeah, I just I looked at the passing map of this game and I watched during the game and I don't think there was a single time in the first half at least that we progressively moved the ball forward in the center of the field. Yeah. The only time we moved the ball towards Houston's goal was up the wings. And Well, okay, so part of that is because Houston play a 4-2-3-1 and their midfield is really good right now. That's yeah. part of it. But, but yes, like, I I agree that we tried to counter that. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, and the other thing that that made me think of is uh <sighs> maybe our defense would be better if we had like a consistent center back pairing yeah because at least in the 442 i think the most important partnerships are like the spine of the team so like the two center backs the two central midfielders and the two strikers yeah each of those groups need to have really good understanding and chemistry with each other and I mean, the center midfield's obviously all out of whack, and the center backs are as well. And I wonder if the fact that we're constantly rotating back there has anything to do with it. But I mean, that that definitely could be it. Um, because, like, Silva and Vera play completely different. Yeah. That sounded stupid the way I said that. They have different play styles. Saying it. <clears throat> but. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Needless well. to say, there are problems. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to say about this game? Um. Oh, it was the teddy bear toss. Yeah, so they answered our question. It was either they score a goal or <laughs> halftime. Yes, and it's a good thing they did it at halftime because it started pouring pouring rain in the second half. Yeah. So we got all the teddy bears 
on the field and then put away before it started raining. So that's yeah. F cancer. <laughs> that'll yep. that'll show them. I um, think it's cool though. It, it is a good cool. idea. Um. Yeah. No. Like. Without Ruiz, we kind of suck. And I, I think that was made evident. Well, it was made evident in the LAFC game, in the League's Cup, and these past two games. So, yeah. It's, yeah. And, oh, by the way, we once again have a negative goal differential. Yeah, so we're, <laughs> we moved down to fourth place mm -hmm. because... Uh, I think Seattle has a game in hand. Yeah, so they Seattle. Us. Yeah, they have a game in hand, but we're tied on points. But <clears> they <throat> they moved ahead of us because of goal differential. Who did they play last week? They played Minnesota. They tied Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So they moved ahead of us because we lost. Um, literally any other result, and we'd still be in third place. And Houston is also gain. Like Houston is gaining on us. So, um, once again, the West is incredibly tight. You know, who would have thought, um, between, surprise, surprise. <laughs> between third place and 10th place. It's a two game difference. So within six points of each other. Um, yeah. At at one point, I think we were talking about RSL, you know, having a, a home playoff spot. If they continue with this form, then they probably they might they might not even make the playoffs at this point. Yeah, honestly, and that was one of those things I was thinking about today. Is like, which RSL is the real RSL? And uh, the conclusion I came to is that I was overthinking it and that they're both the real RSL. They both are. <laughs> the reality <laughs> is that this team has been super inconsistent for yeah. a very long time. At least as long as Pablo Mastroeni has been the head coach, we have been super inconsistent because it's all vibes, baby. And if the vibes are good, the highs are high. And if the vibes are bad, the lows are low. <laughs> And uh, right now, the vibes are bad. And so we look like we don't know how to play soccer. But, you know, we'll probably turn it around at some point. And, yeah. uh, and we, had, we had to lose at some point. The unbeaten streak couldn't go on forever. But it's the fact that we, we look so bad. Well, It's just weird how we can look amazing and then look terrible two weeks later. <laughs> I, I I think the, the hope and this is at least the hope for me that like this is you know, this is a setback because we were so used to playing with Ruiz that we just need to figure out how to work the offense and get that you know, center mid pairing working again and we'll be right back to where we we were before the league's cup break. I think that's the hope for a lot of RSL fans. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, I don't know whether that's going to come from Ojeda, Palacio, Loffelson, who knows, Nyman. You know, like, it can come from a lot of different places. But, like, I think the the, the qual like, I don't think it's, it's a lack of quality. It's more of just, like, a lack of, I don't know if, like, tactics is the right word. Tactics, cohesion. Yeah, cohesion. That's that's a good that's a good word for it. Um, and if they can get that figured out, like I have full confidence that they'll be able to, you know, at least beat Houston. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I uh, I listened to Extra Time today while I was at work. Yeah. And they had a lot to say about RSL because they are also baffled at the complete. Um, implosion that we are witnessing with this team. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
<clears throat> this is this was their analysis of what's happening with RSL. Number one, anytime the four four two goes up against a four three three, two mids versus three mids, it's very difficult. And we never tried to account for that. Yeah. We always just go in with the same game plan and I mean it's a good thing that, you know, lots of teams in this league don't play with a four two three one. Oh wait. <laughs> or a four three three. With three midfielders. Oh wait. Yeah. They do. <laughs> um then they also said that Chicho one of his biggest weaknesses is that he doesn't help much if you don't have possession. That he's kind of non existent um when you lose possession. Yeah. And then the third thing they said was that, and this is the big one that I want to talk to you about. Um, they said that the the hope was that Justin Glad would develop into an elite center back, and that hasn't that hasn't happened. Yeah. So, what do you think, especially about the Glad one? <laughs> um. So what do you mean by elite? Like, what, who? Give me a comparison. Like Aaron Long or Zimmerman. I mean, Justin. You look at Justin Glad four years ago, and he's in the national team picture, and he was super young, and you were kind of like, "What's this guy's ceiling?" Mm-hmm. And he really hasn't improved since then. If anything, he looks worse this season. Well, so I think he looks worse now. And maybe um, that's because the team is just worse. Yeah, but like I... he, he's definitely looked worse. Like I, I think that there was no doubt that, like, like you said, four years ago is really when he came onto the scene. He was getting national team attention, and I would say since those, since that point. He has always been the number one center back. Like Yeah, but is he an elite center back in MLS? In okay. Um I, I say no. no. I think he's a good starter, but he is not elite. I like, would take yeah. Zimmerman over Glad any day. But I mean like last season I feel like he was one of RSL's best players, like most consistent players. Um like la like if like last season, I feel like Justin Glad was was a really good <laughs> center back. Whether he was elite, you know, how how old is he? He's like twenty four, right? Twenty, yeah, twenty four, twenty five, somewhere around there. Oh, he's twenty six. Okay, maybe that that changes my. Uh, um. Is is he elite? No. Is he good enough to be? you know, like a solid starter in MLS, I would say so. Like, yeah, what? but, but their, but their point is that for us to kick it to the next level, we needed him to become elite. I, I, I don't know if I agree with that because like, I, I think that we can agree that we, we were next level RSL before the league's cup, right? Like that's what we wanted. And we did that with Justin glad. Now, whether that is only because we had Ruiz, I mean, we'll, we'll find out, we'll find out if they can get to that point again, or if Ruiz was really that important to the team. But like, I don't think that whether Justin glad is considered elite or not is going to make or break how this team performs. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah it'd be, it'd be good fair. if he, if he was like Walker Zimmerman or, you know, like the, like the, the good, the elite center backs in the league, but that's, I don't think that's what's going to make it make or break this team. Yeah. I think, um, the other thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I agree with you on that. Um, yeah. But he, he definitely is an elite. And I was thinking the other day, Justin Glad and Andrew Brody, I think, are the only players, the only starters that were on this team two years ago. Yeah. Is, is that right? 
yeah, because Soferino came into the league <clears throat> last, last year. season. Um, I mean, you're talking about starters, right? Because like we've, you've got Crylock. Yeah, we've still got Crylock and, and Silva, Silva and Chang. Yeah. Um, but like the majority of this team has been completely turned over, and I Crylock was the leader. Mm-hmm. Right, and right now I don't think there's any veteran on the team that like that is a leader, and well, it, maybe maybe that has something to do with it. Like, like what what I'm trying to say is, in times like this, where you're in a really big slump, or even just in a game where you're playing really poorly, that's when you need like. Mm-hmm your stars, your long-term veterans of the team, like the leaders on the team to step up and make plays, get the rest of the team, you know, up for the game, that type of stuff. And like, I don't think this team has anyone well, like that right now. It, it needs that, to, there's a huge void. Yeah. It needs to be glad. Glad needs to be the one to step up because <sighs> I... Yeah. I don't think like I know they've tried to make Silva like the stand like the captain when Crylock has not been. Silva's going to leave here in the next two or three years. Like he's not going to stay for for much longer than that. So if you if you want to have some sort of consistency and some like Glad needs to be the next leader. He needs to be the next captain. Because I I don't know who else that would be. I mean I guess it could be Ruiz, you know, sort of like how how Beckerman was was the captain when he, you know, played yeah. in the midfield. Um, I, I don't think no one on this team I think fits that role, and yeah. I think that's the problem. And I agree with you that it should have been Glad, and I think that's his biggest failing. Yeah, <laughs> is that it. It is not him, and I don't think it will ever be him. Um, Savarino, it won't ever be him either. No. I don't think he feels comfortable in that role. Um, Maybe Ruiz, but, like, I don't know, man. I think he's a little too volatile. Yeah. To to fill that role. I Um, mean, but... Same with Chicho. Chicho is a little volatile. Uh, up and down the referee and and all that stuff uh you know mcmath is just too passive like you know who i think would be a great captain and i know it's never going to happen um because he's probably gonna leave here in the next few years but diego luna like dude i could see it like if he stayed at rsl like during his prime because you hear him talk like you heard you you hear him talk and get interviewed for being mm-hmm. the like on the U.S. men's national team. He is so mature for his age. Yeah, and he like he just understands like optics, and you know he knows what to say. Like, and if he could, you know, if he de- if he were to develop into you know that number ten role, and like really pull this pull the strings on offense and stuff like that he'd be a great leader but i don't think he's gonna stay here for more than two or three years yeah so and i think he has that in him as well yeah like even just in this game as soon as he got in he's like really vocal with the team he like verbally and with how he was playing yeah it was very obvious that he was like changing the energy around the team you know mm-hmm. and uh yeah i i could definitely see that the one other person that i guess actually this is probably who i think is most likely to outside of diego luna is ojeda ojeda yeah depending on how long he stays with the team right because he's still pretty young yeah but he kind of seems a little bit quieter to me but he's level-headed enough i think that he could fill that role yeah but i don't know 
Yeah, it it should have been glad, man. But it's mm-hmm. so weird. Like typically those type like commanding center backs, Zimmerman, if something's going on and the team's not playing well and they're conceding a lot of chances, he's like screaming at the team. He's really amped up yeah. and he's out there making plays. And right? who who knows? Maybe he will. Like because you know, there was this kind of, you know, because in 2022, they made a big deal. They're like, okay, Crylock is the new captain. And I think he would have done a really good job as captain in 2022. Um, yeah. But he was out for the majority of the season with nerve damage. So they were at, at that point, they're kind of like, well, okay, we just named Crylock captain. He can't play the rest of the season. Who's going to be the new captain? And you saw it kind of, you know, at first it was Silva and then, you know, Glad was captain for a few games. Then it'd go back to Silva because Silva wasn't starting. I mean, as soon as Vera got there, he wasn't starting consistently either. Well, I mean, he was starting consistently and then Vera got there and that shook things up. So, and and I feel like there was still kind of this hope that like, oh yeah, Krylock's going to come back. He's going to be in the same form that he was in 2021 and he's going to take that role. And that just hasn't happened yet. He hasn't gotten back into it. So, you know, there's still, and you know, the season's more than halfway over. So, you know, mm-hmm. not much is probably going to happen at this season, but who knows in the next season or two, you may see him step up and fill that role. I hope so. Someone needs to. Yeah. I it it just seems weird to me that like glad if like we'll have a stretch where we're conceding a bunch of chances and then it'll go out for a corner and it zooms in on the players and glad is just like <laughs> he he like never says anything he's just yeah he just keeps to himself and plays the game and that wouldn't be an issue if someone else on the team was filling that role but I feel like we need someone yeah like that. I kind of think a, that. McMath would almost take it before Glad at this point. And I know that he's he's soft spoken, but like he's the most vocal on the defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the most vocal and it uh, yeah, I think he does okay. He's definitely better at that than Beavers. Yeah. That's something Beavers needs to figure out is he needs to be more connected with his back line. I think a lot of his mistakes have been not organizing his back line and not being in sync with the back line, which is fine. But McMath does that decently well. Yeah. But yeah, anyways. Um, yeah. Um, Should we preview the next two? Yes. Okay. So we play Portland. It's an away game tomorrow Wednesday, the 30th so, this is going to be interesting because um their next two games are against teams who are also struggling probably the two worst, worst teams in the yes. west right now i was just yeah. going to say that the, yeah the two least informed teams in the west <laughs> <laughs> and, and you I mean, we may be looking at the three least informed teams at the West right now between Portland, yeah. Colorado, and RSL. I think that's safe to Which, say. I mean, that's crazy because literally before League's Cup, RSL was the most informed team in the league, and now we're like, hmm, are they actually the worst? Yeah. But anyways. But Portland fired their coach recently. Uh, So... This will will this be their first game? I think so. With their well, interim manager. So they fired their coach after they lost four five zero to Houston. Oh no, they did play a game with the interim and manager. They lost to Vancouver. Yeah. Three to at two. home. Okay. So they're very much in a state of flux right now. But maybe that that uh quote-unquote new manager bounce something we have to worry about well it didn't bounce vancouver no but yeah it like i said this game's gonna be whoever's worse 
is going to lose. <laughs> yeah. These are two very important games for the re- the rest of our season because if we lose both of these games, I think we miss the playoff. Let's look at their schedule cuz I I fa- yeah. Yeah, cuz we got Dallas, Vancouver. Oh, sorry, I skipped. San Jose, Dallas, Vancouver, LAFC, KC, Galaxy, Colorado. So eh, I could I could see them cuz like San Jose is good, right? I think they're a beatable team. Um Dallas is not doing too hot right now. Same with Vancouver. LAFC, I mean, we're going to lose that game. Yeah. The um, old, that should be the only penciled in loss. Yeah. Like, we have a pretty easy schedule, mm-hmm. but, like, if we lose to Portland and Colorado, like, uh, we're not going to be San Jose, you know? On paper, <laughs> we should, like, we should definitely make the playoffs with with the games that we have remaining. We, we should definitely get, you know, 50-plus points and, and make the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. These next two games are going to be a good indicator of what form RSL is actually in and whether, you know, we're going to... whether we can actually do it, right? Um, if, yeah. And that, I, I feel like that's what you were concerned. trying to say, and I, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a better way of saying it. But yeah, I'm I'm just trying to say that if we lose both these games, I will be very concerned. Yeah. Because cuz if we can't beat Colorado, who can we? <laughs> yeah. Who can we basically. beat? Basically. <laughs> um speaking of, uh the battle for the wooden spoon is is getting really spicy. I believe Colorado and Toronto are tied on points right now. They are. You are fact. correct. Um, okay. Okay. They okay. have the same goal differential, negative eighteen. Ooh, and they have the same record, the exact same record. Did you see? I saw this post, and um, it was like someone posted the the Eastern Conference standings, and they're like, look. Messi plays one game, and now Inter Miami's off the bottom of the table. Can you believe it? And I'm like, dude, you're you're whoever made this post is an idiot. Yeah, that's how math works. Like, the, <laughs> they they won the game, and Toronto lost the game, so now they have more points than Toronto. Like, they they were, yeah. it was it was just like a stupid <laughs> such a stupid thing to to post and be like, wow, look at Messi. It's like, what? I saw someone post something and it said, um, Messi has only scored one goal in MLS. (laughs) 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 And it was like, that's the same amount of goals as, and then it was some obscure player I'd never heard of. And I was like, nice. (laughs) I mean, you're like, you're like, "Mm, I mean, that's true, right? Technically true. Technically true. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that, that, I don't know. They're like, inter- Messi plays one game and they're already off of the bottom of the table. You know, <laughs> hashtag Messi effect. And I'm like, come on. Uh, that's so, funny, though. Yeah, that was funny. All right. Do we want to do predictions? Yeah. I kind of think we're going <laughs> to. I think that it's going to be a scoreless draw against Portland. Ooh. In all honesty. I'm predicting a 3-0 loss. Oh, dang. <laughs> wow. And and I think we're really in trouble. Um yeah. I I'm saying Evander scores a worldie. Um someone on our back line scores an own goal. And then Portland scores one late as we're trying to press, put the game up. So uh, you said Vander scores a worldy. Mm-hmm. Is that some, is that just mean a world-class goal? Or like, is that like a specific? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, that's just like a a banger, oh. worldy. 
I thought it, I thought it was something that you know, like 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 an Olympic like a Rabona. Like, <laughs> no, like you know, like like <laughs> apparently because apparently a a bicycle kick is called a chilena. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't either. Um, and then there's That's the Olympic. Cool. I thought it was one of those. Like, oh, he scores a mm. worldy. Like, I don't know. From around the world. He scores from his own half. I, I don't know what it would be, but a specific yeah. shot, specific kind of goal that I just was not familiar with. But I'll be super stoked if we don't lose. Even a draw will be a draw will glorious. be an improvement from. Yeah, that would be super their, positive. Their past <laughs> two games, I don't like. It's not going to help us much in terms of... The, I mean, it will help us because we'll get more points, but like, I don't expect that to keep us where we are in the standings. But it would definitely be be an improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. then... Colorado? Uh, I think we win that one 1-0. I think Colorado's really bad. I'm feeling super pessimistic today. I'm saying 1-1 draw against Colorado. Oof. <laughs> well, I mean, that would basically... Well, if we win this game, then we win the Rocky Mountain Cup, right? Yeah, I think so. So... Colorado has more draws than any other Western... They also have more losses than any other Western Conference team. Well, they have the same as a few teams, but... Yeah. They're tied for the most. I'm just saying, the odds are decent that it's a draw. I'm curious to see who they drew to. It's probably all the Eastern Conference teams, if I had to guess. And I'm pretty sure most of their draws were like 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm seeing lots of zeros. <laughs> like, let's see. I mean, they okay so we have scored 35 goals this season any mm-hmm. guesses how many colorado has scored like 18 16 oh my gosh <laughs> let's see let's see let's go through they, this real quick zero zero houston zero zero portland zero zero galaxy zero zero san jose um let's see i can find zero zero vancouver one one st louis Zero zero LAFC. Wow, they held LAFC to a zero zero draw. Dang. You know, zero this is zero sporting case. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Maybe yeah, yeah. You know, what? I'm changing my prediction. Zero zero draw against Colorado. See, as bad as RSL <laughs> is, they'll never be as bad as Portland. <laughs> Not Portland, Colorado. At least we have that. Yeah. Our manufactured rivalry. We're always the better <laughs> team. Uh geez. Well on that positive note, um you have anything else to add? Or should we wrap it up? I think we should wrap it up. I don't think this episode's gonna be any shorter than all of the other episodes, even though we had nothing to talk about. Good at dragging it out. We just we just love the game, the beautiful game. Yeah. Maybe next week if we lose both of these games, um our entire podcast will talk about how bad Colorado is and just pretend like RSL doesn't. Let's just not have an episode. If we, that would be even if, better. If we lose, we'll just not post an episode. We'll be like, yeah, um this is a mental health. We're taking a mental health day. <laughs> mental health day. <laughs> <laughs> honestly okay one more thing before we 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 stop do you just get like either like really angry or really sad when rsl loses yeah it like ruins my entire day yeah it's not great (laughs) no like yeah like this past week i'm like wow this past week sucked why did it suck oh yeah because rsl got beat by the same team, by you know, basically the same scoreline twice in a row. Yeah, my weekend. Yeah, was there, just not, not good. There, there was this meme that I saw, and it was, it was a Star Wars meme, so it was good. But it was like the caption was like, when, uh, like when you, when, when you know someone who can, 
you know their their team loses but it doesn't like ruin their whole weekend and it's anakin and he's like is it possible to learn this power (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like if only if only yeah oh that's good anyways (laughs) that's all i wanted to say cool well thanks for listening everyone send the team good vibes Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll see you next time yep see you next time